Praise the name of the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's look at the word of the Lord again as we examine what God is saying to us through his word. Hallelujah. He's forever speaking, is he not? As it pertains to the dead in Christ. Oh, you like I, we have several ones whom we are aware of who have moved from life into eternity. More so over these last few months in light of this covid I have loved ones that have went on, and you have loved ones that you may have released to the care of God into eternity. But the word of God would not have us to be ignorant with regards to such ones, for the scripture speaks to us of the dead in Christ, those who have preceded us, those who have gone already into eternity. The word of the Lord for those in Christ, the Christians in Christ, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The dead in Christ. Are you seeing it there in the word of God? The Bible lets us know that God has not forgotten them. The Bible lets us know and assures us that those who are in Christ, who have died in Christ, they are alive. Just as Jesus Christ, whom God raised from the dead, is alive. They're alive. Christ's death provided salvation. Salvation for the soul. The death of Christ as we protect took of the Lord's table, putting ourselves in remembrance of the price that was paid for our redemption. Christ's death brought salvation to the soul and Christ's resurrection, hallelujah, the resurrection of Christ provided salvation, resurrection for your and my mortal bodies. Yes, there is hope for those of us who go to sleep in Christ, for death is not the end. And praise the name of the Lord, the body of the believers, you and I, we will experience resurrection power in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, so those that are dead in Christ, loved ones, grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings that have gone on, you know the list of those loved ones whom you have wept over, whom I have wept over, my own dad, hallelujah, grandparents, yes, those who have spoken the word of God to us, prayed us through, prayed us in, but they are now with the Lord. I'm just reflecting on those that have gone on to eternity over the last several months, even in our prayer room, the ones that we have lifted up in prayer and released them to the cares of God. They are alive. They're not dead for to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's the hope that God's word has assured us. So those that are in God, those that are asleep in God, they are alive and they are coming again with Jesus in the cloud. I said, they are coming again with our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ in the cloud. I was being perturbed over the last several days as I am bombarded as you are as well with all that's happening in our world and in the media and how those things drowned it out or they are trying to drown out the voice of God that is yet speaking, that is yet calling, calling to the masses, calling to all people. A few weeks ago, the Lord placed in my spirit and I shared it with you and 
and others to be ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready for Jesus Christ is coming again. And as much as the flesh is acting up and the world is acting up, God, only God who is sovereignly in control, it is he who is keeping you and is keeping me even in this hour and in the hours to come. And so my attempt this afternoon, bringing the word of God to us, is to put us in remembrance of the hope that we have in God through Christ and the blessed Holy Spirit that bears witness with our spirit that God and his word is going to come to full fruition. I'm reminding us today, my sisters and brothers, that he cometh and the dead in Christ shall be resurrected. Hallelujah. So your loved ones that have gone on, they shall be resurrected in God. Praise the name of the Lord. Secondly, how about the Christians who are alive at his coming? What if he was to come today, this glorious Sunday, this first Sunday in the month of September? The day is still young. What if our Savior and Lord puts in his appearance at this time? You and I who are in Christ, yes, those of us that are in Christ Jesus alive at his return, the Bible lets us know, thank you, Jesus, that those who are alive at his coming will be caught up. I said we will be caught up, we'll be changed. I was making some notice, so much to be shared as it pertains to the coming of the Lord and the hope that you and me have in God at his return. What about the Christians being alive? Listen, as our sister read to us earlier from the book of Thessalonians in verses 15 through 17, that the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout. Uh, John 11 chapter and 43rd verse reminds us that the archangels will call us. The archangels will give a shout. Revelations 4 and 1 and the trump of God shall be heard and and the bodies of the Christians that have gone before as we were alluding to, they shall first be resurrected. Hallelujah. And then you and I who are present at that time of his appearing, we shall be caught up along with those who are resurrected. We shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye. Ah, the dead in Christ shall rise and the body of believers shall be caught up with them together. I said together to meet the Lord in the air. Behold, he cometh. He cometh, my sisters and brothers. And God doesn't want us necessarily to understand all the nuances of his coming, but just to know that he is coming and we ought to be ready. And I put it in those words, my sisters and brothers, because there is much to delve into as it pertains to the return of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. As I shared with us last week, there are various camps as it pertains to his return. There are those who believe that before he comes, the church must go through the tribulation. And there are those that believe that before the tribulation, the years of tribulation began, that the church will be raptured, will be caught up. That's what we'll be talking about here a bit today. 
And then there are those who believe that the church will be caught up midway through the tribulation period. The tribulation period is going to be just what the word says, tribulation, anguish. It's going to be chaos upon the earth and all the masses of arms that the world has been stockpiling. The enemy of our souls will cause men to release them upon the earth. I encourage us to read Revelation. Revelation also speaks not only of how men are going to receive Respond, but how God is going to respond to the blatant sin of humanity and to the resistance of the souls from receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. For there is hope, my sisters and brothers, and the time for hope is now, and the time for men and women to lay hold of him whom to know is life eternal is now. He is coming, and the dead in Christ shall be resurrected. He is coming, and the Christians who are alive, the believers who are alive at his coming, they will be changed. They too will be caught up to be with the Lord for all eternity. There is, my sisters and brothers, there is such depth that God would have us to plunge into and to understand. But I don't want you to be confused with regards to all the details of his return that you just lay it aside. I want you, my sisters and brothers, to be encouraged and excited that Jesus Christ is coming again. And all he calls us to do is to be ready, is to be ready. Whether he choose to take the church prior to the tribulation, midway through the tribulation, or at the end of the tribulation, He wants us to be ever ready. Praise the name of the Lord. Be ready. How then should you and I have our daily walk in light of what we have read in Thessalonians? Yes, Thessalonians, we have looked at a few minutes ago as our sister read that for us. It tells us that we ought to comfort ourselves in light of what is coming. We must comfort our hearts in the Lord. I want us to just briefly just look back there at these verses of Scripture, the 18th verse of Thessalonians. How should we walk? What should our walk be in light of what's ahead of us? Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. Is that what you're doing? How we ought to proceed in light of all that is to befall humanity. My sisters and brothers, looking at the word of God and what God is saying to us in this hour, looking at the word of God and drawing hope, knowing that those that are in Christ, the dead in Christ, verses 13 and 14, hear what it says, brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be uninformed about those who are sleeping, those who are dead in Christ, so that you do not grieve like those who are grieving without any hope. There is hope for those that are in Christ and for those of us who have lost loved ones to death. Oh, we shall behold them again. We shall be reunited with them again. That's what the word of God is saying as it pertains to those who are dead in Christ. Verse 14, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep. Pause for a moment and reflect on your loved one, loved one that you're still mourning over, grieving over. 
I'm reflecting on my dad. I'm reflecting on grandparents. I'm reflecting on uh, my little sister. I'm reflecting. What are you reflecting on? Who do you know that you love that death has came and, and just took them away? We have a hope in God that will not be put to shame. The dead in Christ shall rise again. It is the hope of the church. I like the way the apostle said it on one occasion. He said, if Christ is not resurrected, then of all people, we will be most miserable. Let's go eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, and that's the end of it. But that's not the end, because Christ was resurrected. No wonder the devil is trying to water that down and to play it down, and would have men believe that Jesus was just another prophet. He was more than a prophet. He was and is the Son of God the Son of God, and the only one who was dead, yes, and was resurrected to life eternal with a resurrected body. Hallelujah. There's a hope for the church, and we ought to get all excited about this truth, my sisters and brothers. It is more sure than the election that many are awaiting. I said it's more certainty of his coming than the next election. Jesus Christ is coming again. And the dead in Christ shall be resurrected. And the Christians, the believers, as we noted a few moments ago, is worth looking back at what the scriptures has to say. Verses 15 and through 17. Let's read it again. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are still alive and are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not proceed those who have died. Look what the next verse went on to say, praise God, for the Lord himself. Do you see it there? Mm, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Yes, the trump will call out to the dead, and the Bible says, and the dead in Christ, they will rise first. But it didn't stop there. And after that, you and I, whoever is present and alive at that time, will be caught up together, 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 caught up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever, my sisters and brothers. It's time that we bring the truth of God's word to the forefront. It's time that we make the Clarendon call and allow the word of God to be that which is sound aloud and across our various places where God has positioned you and me, in the marketplaces, in the places of work, among our loved ones, on social media. Jesus Christ is coming again. Behold, he cometh, and we ought to be prepared. We ought to be prepared because he's coming to rapture the church. He's coming to take us away. He's coming so that you and I be caught up together to meet him in the air. Be ready, be ready, be ready. The dead in Christ, the Christians who are still alive at his coming, and our daily walk is a walk of hope, is a walk of encouragement. Why do we need that hope and encouragement? Because God knew in this hour in which we live and the hours that are coming, it's going to become chaotic. It's going to become dreadful, morbid. Yes, death will increase. Wars and rumors of wars will increase. But my brothers and sisters, your anchor will hold. Hallelujah. The scriptures lets us know that we have an anchor that holds, an anchor that is 
sure it is in God through Christ. Hallelujah. And God has given to us, he has given to us the blessed Holy Spirit who tabernacles with you and me in our hearts, in our spirit, in our souls. And we are able to sing as some of us do sing or make a joyful noise as others, including myself, do. We sing, he lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks and talks with us along life's narrow ways. He's forever speaking. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to me. And we don't have to look beyond ourselves to understand the reason why God has allowed our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take a position at the right hand of the Father, interceding for the ones for whom he died, interceding for Rima, interceding for you, interceding for us. You know, as a young, arrogant Christian, I used to, I used to be in my own little way trying to figure, well, God, Jesus don't need to be interceding because uh, I'm now saved. The believers are now saved. We love him. We, we're looking for his return. But as we keep living, we realize that in as much as we love him and God knows we love him, like Peter, we are responding to God when he asks us, do you love me more than that? Do you love me more than that foolish thing? Do you love me more than your fishing? Do you love me more than your movies? Do you love me more than your sin? Like Peter, you and I respond ever so often, even with tears. God, you know my heart. You know I love you. You know I love you despite my folly, despite my failures. You know I love you. As we lived in this Christian journey, we understand experientially why God in his wisdom placed Jesus Christ at the right hand of the throne of grace, interceding for us. I said interceding for you and for me. Therefore now my sisters and brothers in Christ, stay in Christ. You may stumble along the path, but stay in God. Stay in Christ. Yes, you may grow cold, but stay in Christ. Because if you stay in Christ, there is hope for you and there is hope for me. Because we have an intercessor who intercedes on your behalf and on my behalf. He who loves us intercedes on our behalf that we will be covered continuously, not in our righteousness, for the Bible reminds us that our righteousness is as filthy rags before a holy God, but we are covered with the righteousness of God through Christ, and as the Father looks upon us once you stay in Christ, he sees us covered with such righteous covering of his blessed Son, Jesus Christ. I must hasten on this afternoon, my sisters and brothers, because we're speaking about the rapture. We're speaking about the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. Uh, there have been much, much theological debate with regards to rapture. Some would rightfully say, well, I don't see those words clearly spelled out in my Bible, in my English Bible, my Spanish Bible. Well, listen, my brothers and sisters, uh, the scriptures speaks of the cutting away of the church uh, to be caught up, to be raptured, to be snatched up. Praise God. Uh, you see, for us to get from this earthly plane uh, into eternity, some things have to happen. Uh, something has to happen before you and I uh, enter into the, the heavenly realm. Uh, yes, your flesh and your blood, our flesh and blood uh, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, we have to be clothed with a glorified 
my body. And that's what it's all about. Amen. Ah, thank you, Jesus, that even those who have gone ahead, yes, their spirit is with God. Our loved ones that have died, no, they're not in purgatory. We don't have to pray them out of purgatory because for the ones in God through Christ to be absent from this earthly tabernacle, to be absent from this physical body, our spirit is ushered into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Ah, an experience that only the believers can have. But listen, it's not the end. God, who has so ordained it, is going to unify our spirit with a glorified body. A glorified body. That's why we got to start loving our bodies, you know, because <clears throat> I, I, I was listening sometime back in seminary class. We were being a bit lighthearted several years ago. And, and my fellow students, as we engage, some were saying and trusting that in their glorified bodies, they hope to be a little taller. Some were saying uh, in their glorified body, they hope to be a little slimmer. Others were saying in their glorified body, they're hoping uh, that their futures would just be a little a little bit more. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I, I've got news for us, my sisters and brothers, and it's coming out of God's word. When we receive our resurrected bodies, it's going to be you. It's going to be me. Ah, yes. You're not going to be able to disguise. I'm going to be able to look at you and, and say, I know who that is. Hallelujah. Yes, you're going to be able to look at me and say, oh, that's him. That's him. I know that head. I can see that nose from a distance. That's him. It's going to be me. It's going to be you. You see, God has formed us and fashioned us in our mother's womb. He didn't make any mistake. He knew exactly what he was creating when he created you and when he created me. And you ought to be excited because this body is going to be clothed. This mortal is going to put on immortality. Your mortal is going to put on immortality. And you, like I, like every believer, is going to be clothed in a glorified body to ever to be with the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord, the rapture. Let me close quickly here this afternoon. I trust that I'm stirring you up as I'm stirring myself up. Listen, forget those things that are behind. Forget those things that are behind. It's a new day. It's a new week. Today is the first Sunday of a new week. Hallelujah. And we have a lot to look forward to. I want us to prepare to hear the last reading this afternoon of the Word of God. It's coming to us from 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, verses 50 through 58. 1 Corinthians, 15th chapter, verses 50 to 58. And we will choose to close out on this portion of God's Word. Let's hear the reading of the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. 
Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord for the word of God, for the reading of the word. My sisters and brothers, don't just stop at 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 58. Just go back in your afternoon reading, in your devotional time. Read the entire context of the word and allow it to yourself to marinate in it. Listen to me, praise God, hallelujah. As I choose to share a little further from the word of God this afternoon, the rapture, the meaning of the rapture, the word of God. God speaks to us, my sisters, my brothers. Uh, yes, uh, the, there is uh, the meaning of this rapture, this being taken up. Uh, that's what we are looking to experience uh, when God will rapture the church, will cause the church to be snatched away. All those wonderful terms uh, uh, that you can put to this, uh, this uh, taking up, uh, this being caught up, this being uh, ushered into the presence of God. Uh, and, and yes, words fail us to truly bring in into 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 visualization what it will all be but we will all experience it i'm still using my cell phone i don't understand all uh, the intricacies of how it works I still have and see brothers and sisters coming online from London, England and from South America Monday through Friday as we're in the prayer room. I don't understand how the satellite is able to transmit all. I don't fully understand it, but I know it works. And all that just kept building my fate. If it's built with regards to the natural, you can imagine where it is going as it pertains to the spiritual and what God's word says. Because I believe that what God says he's capable of bringing to pass and it shall come to pass. The meaning of the rapture in the word of God, you and I will experience it because God who was ordained it will bring it to fruition. I said he will bring it to fruition. So there's the meaning of the rapture, but there's also the mystery of the rapture. The mystery of the rapture, we looked at that a little while ago in the reading as our sister read the word of God. Not everybody has to die. That's the mystery of this rapture. You don't have to die to be raptured, praise God. And yet those who have gone before us, who have preceded us in death, they first and foremost were dealt with as God assured us, assures us, and assures all that those who proceed in death have not been forgotten with regards to their resurrected bodies. So the mystery of the rapture, not everybody has to die. But like the previous statement, every one of us has to be changed. We have to be in the glorified form to enter into the very presence of God. How fast will it occur? It will occur in a moment. It will occur in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. That's how fast it's going to occur. Man has, uh, in the technology of our day, uh, have been able to create and build uh, jet fighters that move uh, even as fast and faster than the sound. Uh, yes, than sound. And uh, how about the speed of light? Uh, yes, uh, they have so expanded in the area of technology. Uh, and uh, I have been noting uh, Nova has been putting out many of their uh, their sequence. You know, Nova speaks uh, uh, on the broadcast of uh, 
the Big Bang Theory and that which is to come, and Nova has been anticipating the possibility of a collision with our world and the like, and ever so often as I listen to these, they fail and stop short of speaking of creation, that God created this world. Praise God, a few weeks ago they were speaking with regards to the billions of stars, and do you know long before we even had a telescope to look into the, peer into the heavens, the scripture speaks about the stars of the heaven and the massive expanse of heaven. My brothers and sisters, the word of God has already gone and preceded what man is now coming to discover. But listen, the rapture is the next big event. It's more sure than the next election. The rapture of the church is going to take place and we need to have a full understanding of what God is getting ready to do. And that is to cause the body of Ecclesia, the men and women of God down through the ages whose spirit is with God to reunite their bodies with their spirit as you and I change, experience a glorified body and goes to be with him. How fast will this happen? It will take place in a twinkling of an eye. Can't fathom it, can't reason it, but I'm excited that the believers of God are going to experience it. And what this ought to do is challenge you as it's challenging me to go share Christ with others, uh, pray for others. Uh, all of us need to have a prayer list now of men and women, of cousins and, and relatives that we are praying through. Father, save them, Lord. Even as you've saved me, save them. Lord God, as you've been merciful to me, be merciful to them. Draw them in. Open the eyes of their understanding. Draw them in. Bring them in before it's too late, Lord. Save them, Father. Save them, Lord. You've saved me. And it's not my works of righteousness. My works of righteousness would have doomed me to hell. But your grace, you've opened my understanding for me to see my own heart and the need for a savior. Open the eyes of our loved ones. Open the eyes of our colleagues and friends that they see the depravity of their own hearts and that they too see the need for a savior. That they see the depravity of their own hearts. That they see how messed up they are, even in their good days, and the need for a savior. How fast will it be in a twinkling of an eye? What will occur? God will simply announce it by the blast of a trumpet. Revelation speaks to it as well. And the dead in Christ, the dead bodies of the Christians will be resurrected. I'm reiterating because it ought to be reiterated. Somebody needs to have a hope that is not going to be despairing. A hope that God, who is true to his word, you are mourning right now. You are weeping right now. But God is going to allow you to throw off your garments of mourning into that of praise and celebration. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. And we which are alive will be caught up. Ah, yes, there is the mystery, a mystery of the rapture, but it doesn't stop there. It's get even better. The method of the rapture, hallelujah. I think of the method, I think of, of or the analogies, if you would. The word of God speaks of it being a change of clothing. Yes, a change for this flesh must put on immortality. Let's look at the 15th chapter there and the 53rd verse as we looked at in the reading earlier. It's word going back and taking another glimpse at the 53rd verse. What saith the word of God? It says, For the perishable must be clothed in the imperishable. 
praise God, yes, a change of garment, a change of clothing, if you would, a change of residency, hallelujah, leaving this earthly plane and being ushered into the heavenlies. I said being ushered into the into the heavenlies. I have not seen, ears have not heard what God is preparing for us who are in Christ Jesus. My sisters and brothers, even though the outward man is perishing, even though the earthly tabernacle is growing old, we have a hope of a glorified body that God is being fearing for us. We will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Yes, we shall be. This is a message for the saints of God, for us to be encouraged in the faith that God has called us. Yes, we are going somewhere and we're going there pretty pretty fast. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, just lift your voice and thank him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness towards us, your faithfulness towards my sisters, my brothers, myself. Thank you that there is meaning to the rapture, that there is a mystery to the rapture. There's a method. Yes, we will be changed. We will cast off this earthly tabernacle, hallelujah, so that we can be clothed with that glorified body. And I thank you that there is a message. Hallelujah. There's a message of the rapture. There's a message, my brothers and sisters. There's a message for you and for me, the 15th chapter, the 54th through the 58th verse of that chapter that was read. And let's go back to it as we close this afternoon. Here it was the word of God has to say as it pertains to the message of the rapture. Chapter 15, the 54th verse, hear the word of the Lord. And when the perishable shall clothe itself with imperishable. Hallelujah. And the mortal with immortality. Then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he has given us the victory through Jesus Christ. Therefore, therefore, my brothers and sisters, therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always, always giving yourselves fully in the midst of all that's happening. Always giving yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know, we know, that our labor in the Lord is never in vain. There's a message to the rapture, a message that God has entrusted to you as he's entrusted to me, a message that we are going to run with. And the breaking of bread that we were privileged to do early this afternoon, that which we did in part, we will do face to face with the Lord when we see him in the fullness of his glory. I close this afternoon as I did last week by encouraging you as I encourage myself. You are my keeper now, and I am your keeper. Left to ourselves, we will drift. But I'm encouraged that God has given to us brothers and sisters who loves us enough that they will continuously speak life and truth into our lives. How should we then govern ourselves in light of the rapture that is to come? We are to be ready, for he cometh. Jesus cometh for his bride, the bride, the church, the ecclesia. And he calls you as he calls me to be ready. 
from every tribe, from every town, from every kindred, from every nation, the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ will be raptured. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we look to you. I pray over my sisters and brothers. I pray over everyone, O oh God, who sits, stand, lies on the hearing of this, this word that I feebly has been privileged to utter. I pray, Father, that you allow it to so stir within us <laughs> a sense of urgency, a sense of urgency. I thank you for communion that reminds us as often as we partake of it. It reminds us that we are covered not with our righteousness, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Communion that reminds us that a price has been paid for our redemption. Communion that reminds us that Christ already has, has paid the debt that we owed, was crucified, buried, and gloriously resurrected. So may we put aside those things that so easily seeks to distract us and for the condemnation that the evil one often brings so that we can run this race to which you have called us, Lord. In Christ Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you, my sisters and brothers, as you go forth. It is he who is making his face to shine in you, being gracious unto you. It is he, the Lord, who lifts up his countenance upon you and you and every one of you and grant you peace. And I encourage you by God's enabling to come into the room tomorrow evening, come into the room of prayer, praying one after the other. The privilege that God has afforded us through Christ, that we can lift our hearts and our voices in prayer. There's room for you at the altar, my sisters and brothers. Come on in the room and let your voice be heard. Hallelujah.